Fusion and Hockey Podcast, the only podcast called Fusion and Hockey Podcast. I'm here talking fast. That'll be 75, 75. Can I get a 75? Can I get an 80? Can I get an 85? Me. Yay. I will right. buy. That's Tysay with 85. That's right. I win. I win the auction. What did I What did I just buy? You won uh, the the honor of introducing the show. That's lovely. Well, I also, you know what else I won this week? What? The poll that we ran. Oh. Yeah, what a segue. My best yet. Low bar. But uh, yeah, um, what was it? Worst things to find on the bed? Yeah. The people have spoke resoundingly with 70% of the vote. 70? 70% of the vote. Going to me. Well, I think there's some unfairness involved here. Oh, boy. Because he a, he's playing under protest, playing under as protest he always does. Because Tyson, who put the... I don't <laughs> always do this. Christ. Who put the yes. bowl up? It's the second time in a row, no? Well, I could have sworn last time you also played under protest. Maybe... maybe yeah, apple maybe, cider. You maybe I have... <laughs> I have two in a row. That does not mean every time, all right? Anyway. It's a pattern. It's a pattern. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Well, you're getting fooled again, so shame on you. Because here we go. You put non-fatal diseases next to my final pick. Yes. And I feel like the specification was unnecessary. It was completely necessary. Because you should put non-fatal next to every single item on both of our teams if that were the case. Because it goes without saying that... We you know we're talking non-fatal here. No, it's not. It doesn't. It totally goes. W- w- it only goes with saying. Obviously, <laughs> it goes with saying. <laughs> no, and th- this is like that famous cereal box that put like will not increase risk of cancer on it, as if the, all the other cereal boxes do increase risk of cancer. Sure. By putting non-fatal diseases, you're implying that everything else is potentially fatal. No, absolutely not. Yes, you this are. is not what the people. The people did not think this through this hard. No, no chance. Yeah, that's the point. It's not a question of thinking through. It's a, oh, like a subconscious boy. thing. No, no, it did not affect people subconsciously. I'm throwing out your protest. It's not accepted. <laughs> Let's take I it think. to the board. Was I? Let's take it to the board. Okay, I'm on the board. I'm on the board too. We're the board, <laughs> and everyone yeah. knows that it's in the case meeting. of tie, the tie goes to me. So. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> now the motion is denied. The motion is thrown out. Okay, fine. All right, there you go. Good win. Good win. Feels good. Two in a row. I think Bad I was on us. I was on a little uh, losing streak prior to this, so yeah. it was good to get back the will of the people behind me. Now it's me on the losing streak. Yeah, that's right. Enjoy the first overall pick next next, next time we run around. I will. Good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, we don't have that much time today, unfortunately, which is completely my fault because I had a scheduling mix-up. Um, so we've only got an hour, and we actually have some news to get through, so that Easy. was not good timing. The, the week we have things to talk about yeah. is the week we only have an hour. Shame. So I think we're going to postpone the trivia that Taisei lovingly crafted uh, for next week, when it will be December. Sure. Uh, and let's get going. Uh, do you wanna, let's start, instead of starting with the Capitals, let's start with, I feel like the biggest news of the day, Patrick Kane. See the biggest news of the day? I don't know. Well, yeah, that's the thing. There's a lot of news today. Yeah, the sure. Two let's start with the Patrick Kane news. Okay, though. we can start there. Why not? Signing with the Detroit Red Wings. That's One weird. Year. One year? What was it 2.75 million? I think yeah, it was the prorated okay. about 2.75. All right. Man, is it going to be weird to see Patrick Kane on the Red Wings? Of all teams, I think that's the one that feels weirdest. Yeah, you think so? Because, I mean, Chicago-Detroit, even though they haven't been in the same conference for like 10 years, right. were a super classic rivalry. Sure. They played in the playoffs a bunch, like, you know, around 2010, that sort of era. That famous 2013 series where Brent Seabrook, like, calmed Jonathan Taves down in the penalty box. Mm. Uh, and if you like, you know, Chicago-Detroit, big you know, original six head-to-head, geographically close to each other. So true. Now Patrick Kane, you know, on the other side of things. That's three wearing, straight original six teams for that guy. Yeah, he's only yeah. Pl- he's played for three. That's his bit. I guess That's so. That's his bit. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. For me, it doesn't affect me. I think it's because he's already been on a second team. 
You know, he did obviously his long stint with Chicago. Mm-hmm. Well, got used to him wearing a Rangers jersey. And yeah, uh, yeah I'm 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 relatively unaffected. I've got to say by the by the uh, visions of Patrick Kane in a Detroit Red Wings jersey. Um, oh yeah, I think I'll get used to it quickly. Anyways, but for Detroit, I mean, it seems like a, a reasonable bet to take. This guy's coming off of a it's a hip resurfacing surgery, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently, yeah, that's a reason he wanted to be around Detroit in that like northeastern area to minimize airplane time. Really? Yeah. Because of the hip? I some are speculating. Huh. Interesting. Well, that doesn't bode well. I gotta, say, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gotta say, if you're trying to, if you're, you're taking measures such as this to minimize your plane time, um, yeah, I. And still I wonder, also asking for a two-year deal at the same time. Yeah, I wonder what that'll say about your playing time. Playing, playing. But yeah, um, you know, we've I think we've seen we've we've seen a number of these hip resurfacing surgeries. Uh, players trying to come back with them. Typically, gotta say, not the most successful rate. I think uh, who is a Backstrom, who mm-hmm. uh, announced his retirement this year after I think a similar. Surgery. No, I think he just not, he's stepping away for the year. Okay, right. Might end in retirement. But. Yeah, I think that's probably the most likely outcome at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, for Kane, I think it'll be interesting to see what kind of shape he's in. Um, because yeah, not only is he coming off the surgery, obviously he hasn't played in a while. He didn't go through the training camp, new team and whatnot. See how quickly he he can get integrated into the team and, and what level he can play at. Definitely a story to watch, and I think the the general thought, which I would agree with, is simultaneously, uh, this will probably not move the needle much for the Red Wings, because yeah. Patrick Kane is a shell of himself as a, as a player, and at the same time, this is pretty interesting and exciting. This is, I mean, if you listen to the NHL, one of the top 100 players of all time, sure. despite having only three 30-goal seasons or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, former Conn Smythe winner, former Hart Art Ross winner. Yeah, absolutely. When you always see a player of this caliber, or formerly of this caliber, you know, it's interesting. See if you can uh, find some form because, uh, yeah, you, even prior to the surgery, you looked pretty washed in New York, if you ask me. You had a nice little playoff run. But uh, prior to that, not not certainly not his old self on the back half of his career. and uh, Back eighth, maybe. Yeah. So we'll see how we and, – and for Detroit, certainly not a, not a bad risk to take. You're not really banking on anything. This is just a potential midseason boost that you get. And if it doesn't work out, you didn't give him the two years. So good on them. At the same time, it's very much in line with what we were criticizing Steve Eisman for over the summer, which is an apparent planlessness. You know, yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. just, sure. you know, just kind of just throwing a team together, all the spare parts you can find in free agency. You know, that a surprising hot start. Now we've seen it start to tail off. I don't think they're in a playoff spot right now. Okay. Steve Eisman's going, oh, what can I get? What can I grab? What can I? What can I hold on to? What can I throw at the wall? Oh, Patrick Kane, come on in. Yeah, absolutely. So in the, I think in the, in a vacuum, this move is fine, right? No, you're taking on no risk, but absolutely to your point, um, it doesn't speak well to the uh, long-term vision. It it really doesn't, like you said, doesn't move the needle favorably upon my vision of Steve Eisenman and uh, and his little plan that he's got going. I just realized yeah. this will reunite him with Alex DeBrinket. Yeah, that's true. They were like they got along pretty well, right? They they clicked super well in Chicago yeah. in the brief time they played together. Okay. This wasn't super brief. It was a few years. Yeah, so you know, they were got line uh, natural line mate to start things off. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they put him in that, what, top six role, see how he can hold up. Yeah, I mean, it started the year so hot. Who knows if throwing his old line mate back into things is going to mess him up. Yeah. Well, I think he's kind of cooled down since. Yeah. Right? Um, so maybe he'll go on another hot stretch. Who knows? But uh, certainly interesting to see. I'm sure it's an interesting team to watch just because, uh, yeah, we're not big fans of their long-term outlook. They go off to a hot More their short-term outlook. <laughs> that, that too. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we both predict. We're both big haters 
relatively speaking. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. See if they can turn things around. Red um, Wings, more like Dead Wings. But that, that's you didn't come up with that. I didn't. So we gotta come up with something else. Um, more like more like Broken Wing. M- hater. <laughs> All right. Anyway, okay. more like hated wings. Hey, Ted Wings. Incredible. All right. Let's talk about Washington. Oh, yeah? You don't want to run through the rest of the big news, league news? I, all right. Yeah, sure. I guess we'll go in reverse order this sure. week. Yeah, why not? All right. Um, we'll start with the other big news today. Yeah. Breaking as of like fucking 10 minutes ago when we're recording. Uh, Corey Perry. After some some buzzing about him and his situation over the last few days, uh, the news came out. He is His contract's being terminated by the Blackhawks. Indeed. Uh, I, should I read the statement? Go for it. So the, this is the, the Blackhawks statement that they just released. Uh, on Corey Perry. After an internal investigation, the Chicago Blackhawks have determined that Corey Perry has engaged in conduct that is unacceptable and in violation of both the terms of his standard player's contract and the Blackhawks' internal policies intended to promote professional and safe work environments. As such, Corey Perry has been placed on unconditional waivers. In the event Mr. Perry clears waivers, we intend to terminate his contract effective immediately. All right. Kind of a bombshell. A little bit of a bombshell. I mean... um, It is Corey Perry. You know, in in the sense that it's not a big name player nowadays, but well, still a very yeah. recognizable name. Sure. And bombshell in the sense, you know, a few days ago, the bigger news was like, you know, Chicago said, you know, we removed Perry from the team. That's right. Perry's agent said, no, no, it was Corey Perry who decided to leave the right. team. Yeah. I was like, what's going on? Now this is the conclusion. It seems. I don't think we're expecting. I'm not expecting to get much more clarification. No. Seems like a legal matter of some sort. Yeah, would think. potentially. Um, and uh, I, the only thing I could think of is if, you know, because Chicago obviously more than any other team would, you know, is trying to avoid a PR headache. Actually, no, maybe not. That's probably not even true. Chicago is probably would probably dig their heels in, and like you know, not really give a shit about a PR headache. I feel like they don't really understand what leads to <laughs> PR headaches. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They've shown they don't understand what leads to PR headaches. So I'll, no. yeah. So so maybe not. I don't know if I don't know if they're if they think it would make total sense to hide whatever this is or to reveal whatever this is or if it's even up to them. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, foolish to uh, attribute any sort of intelligence or strategy from from coming from the you know their their PR department. Um, bunch of morons as we've seen. Uh, time and time again, and uh, yeah, but it's like you said, it's hard to speculate. A, what's going on here? What's the reason behind this? And B, what what forces are you know compelling these organizations, you know, Chicago to do this or do that? You know, is it just their own stupidity, their own commitment to being as opaque as possible with with these kind of compromising situations, or is it you know legal matter? The the best move is to shut up for them on a legal basis. Hard to say, honestly, and uh, yeah. News number three. Minnesota Wild fired Dean Everson, hired a new head coach immediately. Was this an exciting up-and-comer? Or was this a, a, a name of a well-respected, successful veteran? Please, no. enlighten me. Who was it? It was John Hines. Oh, fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah. John Hines, um, who pretty much everyone seems to agree is not a good coach except for Rachel Dory, who thinks he's a great coach. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I did see this. Okay. Uh-huh. I remember I was listening to Staff and Graph at one point when he was coaching Nashville, and she was really defending him. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, she worked with him in New Jersey, so sure. I guess she, I don't know. Guess knows, friends. Maybe, or, or he has, just the players aren't smart enough to, to do his plans, or I don't know. Anyway, uh, John Hines has 
No track record of success. <laughs> he has the opposite of a track record a tra- of success. Man. Yeah. Uh, was he the Devils coach when they made the playoffs in like 2018? I don't I know. But either way, that is the season can be entirely attributed to Taylor Hall. Um, Nashville, when he coached with them, I think he you know made the playoffs a few times. Again, very little success there. Never made it out of the first round, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, and Minnesota said, that's our guy. Not... Uh, this is a, a very bland hire. When the Dallas Stars, I think Bland is putting it nicely. Uh, I don't think John Hines is very good at NHL coach. And I think Minnesota, uh, I, I don't know what Minnesota's thinking with this one. I understand the thing of hi- firing Dean Everson because for some reason, it's just not working this year. Uh, I guess I'll give you goaltending. a reason. Okay, there's your fucking there reason. There's our, there's our reason. Worst goaltending in the entire Terrible goaltending, that's the reason. Yeah. Last year, the goaltending was excellent. Phil Gustafson, Wow, what a surprise. And this year, uh, it's not. Well, Honestly. this year it is a surprise in the opposite direction. Yeah. And Dean Everson's paying the price. Let's see if the coaching change will fix the goaltending. Yeah, well, I mean, like, to John Hines, my God. Another fucking, it's ridiculous. I don't know how this guy keeps getting jobs. What, what is, uh, maybe he's getting to these executives like he's getting to Rachel Dory. Because otherwise, <laughs> what is going on here? Rachel man? Dory was an executive, so. Yeah, he's coached what? How many full seasons? Coast four full seasons uh, in New Jersey before he was fired, and three, what like two and a half, two and a half seasons in Nashville. He finished. Oh no, sorry, three and a half seasons in Nashville. Mm-hmm. He finished above fifth place in the division once, where he finished fourth place. Geez, that's terrible. <laughs> and yeah, like I said, as it made it out of the first round, what do people see in this guy? It's fucking mystifying, honestly. Um, I think he's got. Does he got the? full head coach title right now or oh I think so you think so because they hired him outside the organization right or yeah yeah he wasn't just some assistant coach that they hired yeah they I don't think he's interim so man this is the guy they're sticking with boy Bill Guerin's got some fucking this is one heck of an evaluation um yeah this is a deeply mediocre hire I think I'm a relative fan of Dean Everson I thought given you know what he's been dealt he's been able to uh you know with the, with the roster that's that's kind of cap strapped He's been able to extract a good amount from it the last three years. Yeah. Um, and uh, John Hines hasn't been able to extract shit from any <laughs> roster. Actually, he can extract shit. <laughs> That's all he's been able to extract, actually. <laughs> I stand corrected. Over, like, you know, the better parts of nine fucking seasons in the NHL, this guy hasn't achieved anything. You Honestly. know why I think uh, some executives like him and want to hire him? Why? He's got a very deep voice. Okay, sure. <laughs> yes. Commands sure. authority. Exactly. Commands authority with his deep that voice. that deep voice privilege. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Oh man, I just, yeah, I just, it's just a miserable hire, honestly. He's so uninspiring, this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he, he, he will only, he will top out at mediocrity, which, and you know, may, maybe, maybe they'll, you'll see a bit of a dead cat bounce with the wild, and they'll regress back to the bubble. Who knows? Maybe, maybe they'll make the playoffs in this fucking shitty Western Conference. I'm trying to, I'm trying to look at this from another way. See if okay. this could, if we're missing something, maybe. I don't think we are, but go for it. I'm open to the uh, Devils teams he coached, which was from about what, like 2017 to 2020 or so? 2015 to 2020. All right. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah, he did. He was there for longer than you think. Yeah, those were bad teams. Sure. Go look at the rosters. 2015, 16, 17 era Devils were abysmal. They were the remnants of a team that had tried to hang on for dear life to playoff status around 2012. Uh, and there was there was nothing. It was empty. And then he was there for the early goings of the rebuild, which kind of for a while the wheels were stuck in the mud. So I think 
if he had been able to find any kind of success with those Devils team, and it, besides that one playoff appearance, it would have been pretty miraculous. Sure. Nashville, similar situation, actually. They He joined Nashville right as they were on the tail end of their kind of contending window. And some might say John Hines is to blame for making the team worse. Potentially there's some merit to that. <laughs> but you could also say, you know, look at uh, the players who left, you know, Pecorino's retirement, players getting older, players leaving, um, and maybe he just joined that team at the wrong time. Maybe the timing just hasn't worked out for John Hines. And maybe now in Minnesota, a team that people think should be good, that has some good pieces, you know, some good forwards, good defensemen, potential in net for success. Maybe this is where things click for him. It's a very, very friendly interpretation of his nine-year career as a sure NHL is. head coach. <laughs> yes, it is. Look, look, I'm not saying you're you're ridiculous or preposterous for proposing such a ridiculous such a thing <laughs> explanation, but I think that's the that's as generous as you can get. Yep, has been deeply unlucky with and and the opposite of black cursed with with bad rosters every single season. Okay, sure, um, you know. And maybe he'll turn the wild around. That'll be great, and you'll you'll have been correct to propose this. But uh, until that such a thing happens, I'm I'm not subscribing at all whatsoever. I think this guy's a a stinker, and uh, okay. <laughs> they should have gone elsewhere. They should have fresh brain or fucking Claude Julien. I don't fucking know. Yeah, but we always bring up Claude Julien. No one ever mentions. Did he retire? I don't fucking know. What's up with where is he? Where is he? I don't know. There, there's no buzz around his name ever, is there? Only from us. <laughs> we are the. Only I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna look him up? Sure. Yeah. See. Uh, see what's on his Wikipedia page. Is there any update? Like Claude Julien now lives in, hmm. in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, let's see. What the fuck is he up to right now? Um. Okay. Anything? But he was fired in 2021. I remember. Uh, he was going to be the coach of Team Canada in 2022 and then got injured. That's it. That's the, the last. What, oh, he was going to add like the World Championships? No, the Olympics. Oh, yeah, there were Olympics. Hmm. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Really, there's no news about him since like 2021 when they fired him. Wow. The Habs did. He's just completely been off the radar, off the grid. Com- yeah. Oh, maybe it was the World Championships. I, I don't. I don't know at this point. Let me. Let me double check on that. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. One more piece of news. Oh, I think it's very interesting. Go ahead. Yeah. PWHL home opener schedule is now out, and I've got it in front of me. Um, the uh, the first game. It's 12.30 p.m. on New Year's Day, January 1st, at uh, Madame Athletic Center. I don't know where that is. Is that in Toronto or is that in uh, New York? Because I feel like this MSN article should Toronto. probably specify it's that. in Toronto. All right, we're starting in Toronto. <laughs> uh, and then I believe this is Montreal's home opener. Is Tuesday, January 2nd at 7 p.m., Ottawa versus Montreal at the... TD Place, or the Arena at TD Place. Is that a thing in Montreal? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's the 13th of January. Oh, got it. Okay, oh, yeah. yes, okay. I was confused, because Montreal is on this list like three times. Verdun Auditorium, that's Montreal's home opener. Interesting. Have you ever heard of the Verdun Auditorium? I've never heard of the Verdun Auditorium. I've heard of Verdun. I've heard of Verdun, too. I've heard of auditoriums. <laughs>
Yes, I would like to know its capacity, first it and holds. foremost. For hockey, 30,795 seats. Okay. Now I would like to know how far is it from the Bell Center? Hmm. Excellent question. How far is it from, you know, downtown? It should be relatively quick on the, on one transport, public one metro line. Okay. Um, let me just confirm that with, all right. From the Bell Center, it will take 27 minutes via public transit. That's not bad at all. So, if, well, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, you can take two metro lines to achieve 27 minutes or one metro line for 29 minutes. Which metro stop is it near? De l'Eglise, I think. Oh, it's not on the green line. It is on the green line. Ah. It's De l'Eglise, yeah. Okay, so that's, it, that's not line. that far. No, it's really not. It's not in the middle of nowhere. It's relatively accessible if you take the SDM from, from the downtown area. Cool. Sounds good. Should we get our tickets? Yeah, well, when they come out. Uh, they're not on sale yet? No, it doesn't seem like they are. Because they haven't even announced, they've only announced the home openers. Mm. Right, so. Uh, that's the day before my birthday, January 13th. Fun. Happy birthday. You get to see Mary Philippe Poulain, perhaps. The day before. The day before. Or sometime after. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But yeah, 24 games for each team. Schedules will be released soon. And I guess the team names aren't officially out yet. Oh, that's true. Hmm. We're not supposed to know that they're, they're going to be the Montreal Echo. Oh, no. Or that they're going to be playing the... What, what team are they Boston playing? Wicked. Oh, yes. Is it Boston? Oh, yeah. That's the home opener. Very nice. The Boston Wicked. All right. Very exciting. Awfully soon. Jeez, that's like in a month. It sure is. Yeah. Not that soon. I feel like it's relatively short notice, you know, to announce a hockey game like this. Put that you need more there. than a month to prepare for a hockey game. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Don't you typically buy tickets for events more than a month in advance? Yeah, but they're, they're getting off the ground. Yeah, sure. Things are moving. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Excited. Sure thing. Should be great. Mm-hmm. All right. Very nice. What's the last piece of news? The All-Star Game. Ah. Format change has been announced by the NHL. Something Woo. that's been clamored for. Um, where we're switching to a draft format again. Um, I can't remember the last year they did this. I want to say it was 2012. Okay. Sure. So it's been like over 10 years, mm-hmm. give or take a few years or not. Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, it looks like they're going four captains and they're doing the draft format. That's all the news. We've, that's all the details we've gotten so far. That's fun. Because in the past, they would have only two captains. Right. They draft their teams, you know, back and forth. Now four captains feels like more of a draft. Yeah, let me just confirm um, that it is for captains, but I'm quite sure I saw it somewhere. Instead of this yeah. dumbass divisional format that was fun for like one year. <laughs> that's right. You know? Here's I remember that first year. Yeah, it was, it was The John Scott year was the yeah, first year. Yeah, that's right. The best All-Star game of all time, by far. And they had that, you know, the, the tournament, right? Yeah. Which they've now done for whatever, seven years in a row, and everyone's sick of it. And here's the thing. Here's the thing with All-Star games. I feel like I've mentioned this before. I'll mention it again. The All-Star game, in its natural state, is boring, you know? And what's required is every four or five years or so to make a big change that get, gets people interested again. Go, I wonder how this is going to go. There is no format for the All-Star game that is exciting enough to stay good in the long term. That is simply impossible. It's a bad event. And the only way to get people interested in it is to introduce these new ideas every now and then, every four years or so, every five years or so, 
bring back an old thing in a different way, like the draft. And I was going, ooh, the draft is back. Let me tune in. This is could be interesting. But if no matter what, they, if they stick with this for more than four or five years, people won't give a shit anymore. And they're going to need something new. Absolutely. Even an idea like the draft, I think, gets a bit repetitive after a few years, you know? Mm-hmm. Got to keep it fresh. Um, and it looks like, yes. It do, looks an like it be, do, do an auction. Do an auction. That's fun. Um, but yeah, four team captains. Fill out four rosters accompanied by celebrity captains. I don't think anybody gives a shit about uh, celebrity, celebrity captains. Captain. Oh, That's lame as shit. No. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I sure hope they don't do the thing of like, ah. Um, Kid Rock. Austin Matthews makes a pick and then fucking... The lead singer of Green Day makes a pick, you know, like they altered it. Or <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking fuck know. Um, but yeah, I don't even know his name. Neither I do hope, I. I hope the cele- personally. I hope the celebrity captain has minimal influence and can take minimal credit for each of these picks. You know, I, I want to the players to make the picks. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's also that's the bad thing about the celebrity captains. Yeah, because then. Shift they the accountability. Can, it shifts the accountability. 100. Oh my guy over here, like uh, I don't know. Jim Smith made that pick. Yeah. And so I don't actually have any good or bad opinions about this player. And it's not my fault that I didn't take you. Yeah. You know, maybe Tim Stutzel gets offended if Sidney Crosby doesn't take him. But if Snoop Dogg doesn't pick him <laughs> in the draft, he's actually fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's pick. Who should these four celebrity captains be? Who should they be? What are we, what are we basing this off of? What's our criteria? What we would most be excited to see as you know on tv they're making those picks with those captains okay biggest hype who i have no fucking clue you you, you want to kick us off with the name paul mccartney <laughs> <laughs> sure uh who else who would move the needle but uh olivia rodrigo up there olivia rodrigo that's a good one now let's get out of the music world. Yeah, any actors that I give a shit about? Well, actually, we just saw the other day the St. Louis Blues uh, had a thing with Jenna Fisher from The Office. Sure. Because I guess she's from St. Louis. Yeah. And I was like, that's a coincidence. You're like, why is that a coincidence? I'm like, we've been talking about The Office lately. So true. Maybe Jenna Fisher will be one of them. Okay, yeah. We got Paul McCartney, Olivia Rodrigo, <laughs> Jenna Fisher, and... I feel like we need a non-entertainment industry uh, celebrity. Don't lie the science guy. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Let's throw him in there. He's he's he's. Fir- he's firmly in the entertainment world. He is. <laughs> but yeah, okay. The four oh, of them. I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. Someone. So. Uh. Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's still very much an entertainer. No, he's a, you're really, you're really, you're really bagging on this. That's we what a celebrity a, we is. A, it's we an entertainer. Science guy. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Or That's, what do you think a celebrity who's not an entertainer? Who I don't could, fucking know. Who, who do we know? Hmm. Yeah, I'm out of ideas. We we can we can go with Bill Nye. Andrew Shear. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> Pull Stephen out, Stephen Harper out here. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew Shear is definitely not an entertainer. No. Let me tell you that much. Get the nail on the head. All right, we got our four guys. <laughs> we got Olivia Rodrigo. We have Paul McCartney. We have uh, Jenna Fisher. And we have Andrew Shea. <laughs> the dream team. <laughs> Honestly, if you put them out there, make for a good fucking laugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But hopefully, like we said, hopefully we don't take the credit. And, and I, yeah, to, to, to go to your point, 
on you need to keep the format fresh. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And I'm glad they're doing... You know, there's there's no competitive integrity to maintain with the All-Star game. None whatsoever. Really? You can do whatever the fuck you want as long as it's entertaining, you know? Mm-hmm. Honestly. So 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 what's the deal? Why are you sticking to the same thing every year? Who do you think the four captains should be? They're mm. probably going to do another fan vote. Yeah, but limited to only, only certain stars. people. Uh, I mean, I think. So should we take one from every division? Or nope. just No? I don't think they're going to do that. Oh, okay, so you take McDavid. Where's the All-Star game this year? Is it, is it in... Ah, oh, it's in Toronto. Yeah. So there's, a Leaf is going to be one, probably, probably Matthews. Matthews. Yeah. You would have to imagine. There's four Leaf captains. Take Matthews, Marner, Tavares. No, you know what Samson they're going to do? Else. They're going to do that thing where is going to just draft all the Leafs. Uh, and they'll all be on the same team. Ooh. It'll be the hometown team. Oh, yikes. And they're going to lose the tournament. <laughs> That's right. They'll lose in the first round. Yeah, hey, really great. Man, I hope so. <laughs> That'd be a good bit. Um, yeah. I think they also announced that there's going to be a three-on-three women's tournament that weekend. That's nice. So that's... That'll be fun. Fun action there. Man, I still... I cannot drop our idea of... Uh, instead of or in addition to the All-Star game, having the shit players game. <laughs> the no-stars game. Fuck yeah. Man, would that be a good, a good time. Okay, but to be fair, now that I've given it a second thought, just watch an AHL game. No, that's no, that's not the point. Because you want it to be an event. Have get together, do a skills competition, okay. see who can skate the slowest, <laughs> who can shoot the least accurately, who can avoid the targets. Yeah, sure. It, it would make for a good laugh one time, first of all. I think anything more than once, it's... Uh, yeah, it would be good one time. It would be bullying. It becomes repeated behavior. You know? so, <laughs> no, but like the whole like point the is that all, you also want to like get to know their personalities and all that. Ah, yes. And you know, as long as the players really embrace it, like, yeah, we're the worst ones in the NHL. It'll be great. I really firmly believe, upon further reflection, this is really just 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 go watch an AHL skills competition. You know, this is no it's because the same level. They're it's the, the best level. of the AHL. Sure, it's how it's all in how it's it's explained. Okay, he wants a worst, worst of series. Is what you, the worst all of. right, that's what makes sure. it funny. Okay, that's what makes it a bit. Yeah, although I will say this is the league that is least likely to implement this. Yes, sensitive ass, won't publish. Oh, you absolutely. know, like who's the bums of the league kind of deal. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but sure. It would be a good bit. Team captains, Jack Johnson, Ryan Reeves. Joel Edmondson. Joel Edmondson. A- after this week. <laughs> after this week. After watching it, after having watched it, endured his play for three days. Three Stuart games. Skinner. Oh, boy. Wow, you're really cooking him. Yeah. It's only been a bad stretch. It's only been like a quarter of a season. Same with Joel Edmondson. Too soon. <laughs> Remember when Montreal acquired Joel Edmondson and we were ragging on him and then I had that quiz like let's get to know Joel Edmondson better and I accidentally <laughs> dumped on him the whole time <laughs> accidentally yeah oh, I was fully convinced that was, that I was, was just totally intentional some, I was just trying to find some facts about him <laughs> yeah the facts do not shine well you framed him you framed him in a very poor light I gotta say well, I had that one about him like leading the blues in plus minus at one point did you I think so I thought it was maybe in the minus category you know that, that would be on no. brand for that Honestly, that sounds familiar. I feel like Joel Edmondson like did some sort of record-breaking shit in terms of plus-minus in the poor direction. This, I feel this like he's really always, rings a bell. No, I gotta what rings say, rings a bell for me is Joel Edmondson always miraculously having a great plus-minus. Maybe let's confirm this. Yeah, let let us let us do that. Oh, what was the other thing about Joel Edmondson or plus? Oh, what he did do, I remember, was like he led the Hurricanes and Blues in penalty minutes. Oh, that's what it was. It was the penalty minutes. Yeah, um, his plus-minus. Has been generally positive throughout his career. Yeah. Barring one season when he was minus one. What year 
2017-2018. I mean, with the Habs, he's been uh, almost exclusively a minus, except for his first season. He's been a minus 29 last year. Love to see that. But yeah, but that's right. Um, prior to 2021, his first season with the Habs, he was a firmly positive guy. So that's the All-Star game. Shall we get into our team of the week? Capitals. Yep. Our team this week. That's right. Like They caught our eye because they were second in the Metro Division, and I think they still are, because most of us were thinking, oh, I thought this, this team was, you know, on the, the down and down as opposed to the up and up. And were, they missed the playoffs last year. Finished near the bottom of the East, I think. We thought they were cooked. Now all of a sudden they're off to a great start. We're going, we gotta, we gotta see this. And I think we caught them just as the ebb <laughs> was beginning. Yeah. This was a bad week it's for the, the Washington end, Capitals. It's the end. It's the beginning of the end for this team. Possibly, it possibly is. I'm gonna, I'm saying it. You think they're gonna plummet out of a playoff spot? Yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me? You lost to the Sharks. Spoiler alert. They did lose to the Sharks. They lost to the Sharks. It's over. In regulation, it's over. And to the Oilers badly. Oh, awfully too. Yeah. But the Sharks is really the cherry on top, you know? Sure is. Ah, boy, Jesus Christ. But I guess we'll start with a win. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Against the Sabres. Go for it. Yeah, let's let's run it through. Um, Got to watch Devin Levy. Yeah. He was okay, I thought. He was not bad. He was, you know, there was nothing really firmly on him. But there was J.J. Paterka that uh, started the scoring off. Um, made a one nothing for them. Sniped it from the high slot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Capitals just kind of left him open there on a miscommunication. Because Ovechkin and Alex Alexeyev, yeah, fun name. Every time the broadcast said Alexeyev, I yeah. thought they were gonna say Alexiak. <laughs> yeah, that's did right. you have that? Uh huh. Sure. Um, never happened to me, but mm. uh, I could see how that confusion could arise. Sure. Um, Zach Benson. This is a fun, flashy goal, wasn't it? First career First NHL career goal. First career NHL goal. Highlight reel. Banger between the legs. Datuk shit. Lovely. Man, makes me feel so good to have been so high on him. What a steal. Jesus Christ. 13th overall, are you kidding? Yeah, he's already doing this shit. The Coyotes three. had two opportunities to draft him. Oh, my God. And they went for Simashev and Daniil Boot. <laughs> uh, what a nightmare. But, yeah, good Montreal for the Montreal had him, too. A lot of teams could have had him. Yeah, absolutely. Almost half the league, really. A lot of teams probably regretting that already. Yeah. I wouldn't blame them. Um, but, yeah, Alex Alexiev made a 2-1 after that. Um, he uh, His point shot. A couple of the Sabres. Harmless looking. Yeah, honestly. Um, but it made its way in there. And then uh, TJ Oshi tied it up. Shovels home a, a rebound off yeah. the rush. That was an interesting goal. Yeah. Made it 2-2. It was like, it was, a line on the ice was Anthony Mantha, Connor McMichael, and TJ Oshi. It was the three of them. I was like, oh, interesting. And they all kind of, you know, played a role on that goal. Mantha forced a turnover. Yeah. McMichael took the shot. Oshi buried the rebound. But I, I still feel like that was probably an indicator of how Washington has been having success in the sense that, you know, they scored a goal. But it I think even at the points this week when they were looking good, it's not an intense team at all. An you know? intense team? It's not an intense team. It's a very kind of casual team. Sure. Yeah, I see what vibe you're going for. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not, not like, it doesn't feel like a dominant team. You know, it's just like, oh, they scored a goal. Oh, it happened again. You know, yeah. It's just like, it, it happened. Because we have, yeah, because, I mean, um, even going into the season, there are a lot of players, especially forwards on the team, like Mantha and Oshi, and like Dylan Strom, and young guys like McMichael and Hendricks Lapierre, who's been on the team lately, doing okay, uh, that are question marks, really. Kuznetsov, that was another big kind of wild card. And at least in this early part of the season, I think you know most of them, it's going pretty well. Uh, these these question marks were all kind of, they happen to be clicking with their skill, you know, getting the most out of their skill. But I don't know if this 
I don't think that mix is sustainable. No, I don't think so. And I don't say I think a lot of their early season um, success comes from luck. I think they they got hot, they got lucky for a long period of time. I think their underlying are still very poor. They, they're not good at scoring goals. Generally, you know, at five on five, even on the power play, is the worst in the league. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe I mean, Ovi good, won't hit a thousand. What's that? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> did not did not look good in that sense. No. Um, and. Uh, yeah, so the underlings are good. It just feels like, you know, they got, they got hot. You know, mm-hmm. they got lucky. Their goal differential is a minus six right now, you know, on the year. That's not sustainable. Nope. Um, it's, it's a good defensive well, team. it is yeah. sustainable as a goal differential. In what sense? <laughs> the goal differential might stay around minus six. Right, sure, right. But you're not, you're not going <laughs> to stick around. the wins are what's not sustainable. <laughs> Correct, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, to finish the, the wrap-up on the game, Dylan Cousins uh, scores a power play goal. There's a little one-timer, and Kemper's kind of screen. Didn't see the shot. If it didn't know any better, you'd think that was Ovechkin. Yeah, wow. Crazy. Love that for my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> and uh, Tom Wilson, with the net empty, ties it. You know, one-timer from the high slot. Nice little play by Dylan Strom, who's mm-hmm. got a nice game for himself. And uh, the, that same Dylan Strom won it in overtime. Um, with, uh, what, eight seconds left? Just a last-minute rush. Two-on-one. Nice. Yep. Nearly lost it. Nearly went 0-3, but uh, they managed to salvage the two points out of this one. Woo! If I had to pick one player for Washington this week that was very impressive to me, it would be Dylan Strom. Yeah. Like, great. Great play on that tying goal, on that winning goal. And even in the later games this week, when Washington looked very bad overall, Dylan Strom was making some good plays, had some good stretches. I think he's, uh, at least in the early goings, worth that $5 million AAV that he was recently signed to. Sure. Yeah. Looks the part. He looks dynamic, and yeah, he looks like he's driving play, unlike a lot of the passengers on this offense. Um, yeah, yeah, just not 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 generating offense, honestly. Um, for this whole team, anyways. Uh, case in point: five nothing loss to the Oilers. Yeah, of all teams. Want to go through it? Yeah. So, I mean, the shots in the first period were twenty-one to six for the Oilers, <laughs> which is obviously extremely Yikes. lopsided. Turnovers by Washington, sloppy plays by Washington. Uh, the first goal was uh, scored by Evander Kane. Dreisaitl protected the puck, Yager-esque, uh, and centers it to, to Evander Kane in the paint. Made it one nothing. Then a minute later, Ryan Newton Hopkins. This goal was so fun. The puck flew in the air, and he patiently waited for it to float down to just below the crossbar and whacked it in out of midair. Beautiful. That was really impressive, I Lovely. thought. Yeah. Yeah. Everything, everything you could ask for. You know, the hand-eye coordination, the awareness to wait for the... Yeah. Puck to you know, fall below the goal line. And he was very casual part. about it, too. He was just kind of like, oh, waiting, waiting, boop, right yeah. into the perfect nothing, spot. Nothing frantic about it. Just like calm. Yeah. Game slowed down for him. Yeah, it makes you wonder why no other Capitals defenders were able to foresee exactly <laughs> what was going to happen. Honestly. He was just, yeah, he was left all alone there. Charlie Lindgren fucking lost. Yeah. Out of his mind. Um, out goal. of his mind. Well, you know. It's a bit rough. Yeah. Where is it? Where is it? Yeah, second period, these are things really exploded. Starts Evan Bouchard, power play goal, slap shot from the point, three nothing. Immediately, power play goal, another one, dry settle with a with a spin shot, made it four nothing. Later in the period, power play goal. Yet again. It was dry settle once more this time. The team's third in the period. I noticed particularly on this one, what are Evgeny Kuznetsov and John Carlson doing on the penalty kill? They are right. Right? Particularly yeah. Kuznetsov. I mean, you know, we talk sometimes, oh it makes sense for t- try to get your best offensive players, you know, out there on the penalty kill maybe. Try something new. Try to put pressure on. Kuznetsov uh, is known for being a defensive liability, and it showed on this play in particular. John Carlson you know, was not impressive 
has not been impressive this year in general, I think, offensively either. Mm. He's uh, Maybe he really has declined after all this time. Uh, oh, well, it was 5 nothing Oilers. Washington losing this game on the penalty kill primarily. No goals in the third period, but the Oilers didn't need any more. Oh. Yeah. Well, 0 for 5 on the power play, the Caps did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, also TJ Oshie got hurt in this game, right? So I took, I took a big yeah. hit from... Uh, from Mecham while trying to enter the zone. I think he, go, he just went on IR. I don't think he went on OTR. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Um, but uh, he's out for an extended period of time with that concussion because uh, we know he's he's had a unfortunate history with concussions, CJ Oshie has. So mm-hmm. I uh, wouldn't expect him back too soon. It looked looked like a bad, kind of scary situation for him there. Yeah, TJ Oshie is one of those players that I'm always surprised at how old he is. He's like 36 now. I think we've said we've done this bit like four times on the podcast. Oh, have the we? The TJ Oshie, surprisingly old. Okay, yeah. so we won't I'm do happy, it again. I'm, I'm, re- I'm happy to rehash it. No, no. But you're right. He's uh No, no need to rehash it. Always, so always think he's older. All right. Moving on now to... Sure. <laughs> you mean we always think he's younger. Yeah, that's right. Always think he's younger than he actually is. What is he? 34? 36. 36. Yeah, he was like a 2004 yeah, draft that's break, right. 2005 or something. I remember yelling that stat out. Back in the day, I think within the last calendar year. All right, <laughs> love to see it. All right, last Capital night, Sharks. Oh last boy, night, the what Sharks a stinker. Coming off a win, the San Jose Sharks were, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Seeing if they can get back-to-back wins, <laughs> and they did. And they did it. The Sharks are on a roll. They're two and zero in the last two games. Over forty point pace. So I was. So correct in recommending that we don't lower the, On the bar. On the whole year, now they're over 40-point pace? Yeah, they're like 44 right now. What's their record? Um, can't remember. I'll find it immediately. Okay. It is 5-15-2. 5-15-2 is above pace? Oh, no, we're fucked. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's uh, rough. Yeah, well. Um, Let me just make sure that math is correct. I still. Tr- what's their points percentage? You have it right there. Um... Hold up. I'm switching between many tabs. All right. Uh, their points percentage is a 273. That is definitely above a 40 point. Yeah, it's 44, pace. like I was saying. All right. Unfortunate. Yeah, so this game, we got Darcy Kemper in net versus Mackenzie Blackwood. It's actually been quite good for the Sharks. Yeah. And he looked quite good. And especially in this game, he looked very, very good. Uh, it started with, uh, well, he was making a lot of big saves in the first period. When Tom Wilson completely flubbed on an easy tap-in goal. Should have been what should have been an easy tap-in goal. Loser energy. Blackwood made a lot of impressive saves and it allowed Fabian Zetterlund to Look score great. first. Shout out to Fabian Zetterlund. Oh, he was... He I'm, was I love, I'm a big Fabian Zetterlund guy. This Even if this game alone would have made me a big Fabian Zetterlund <laughs> yeah, fan. Great. I, in the Timo Meyer trade, I was like, Zetterlund, that's, that could be an interesting piece. Yeah, the absolutely. Sharks certainly looked interesting this yeah. game. He had this, this goal scored on his own uh, rebound more or less. And he also even had another chance on a breakaway a little bit later on. Kemper made the save on that. Um, Washington tied it. Kuznetsov, in the second period, took a shot near the top of the circle. It bounced off of Blackwood, then off of Sharks defenseman Nikita Okotiuk, and in. Made a 1-1 tie. And I noticed Mackenzie Blackwood immediately lied down on his back like a loser. (laughs) Do you remember this? Don't. Yeah, he did have the puck one in. He kind of like he was, you know, backing into his own net, and he went down on his back. And I'm like, okay, get up. And he didn't get up for like <laughs> 10 seconds. And it's like, geez, like that's the type of thing you do after like an overtime loss in the playoffs. You just you know? lost, you just Ryan Miller moment, you know, like lost the just, gold medal. Yeah, exactly. Completely yeah. deflated. You know, you lie there. Oh, fuck, we lost. Sure, I can let you have some bad bottle. It's 1 <laughs> 1. It's the middle of the second period, and, and your team sucks anyway. Like, <laughs> stand up. Jeez, what's wrong with you? 
It's okay. Let him, let him go through the grief process. Let him grieve in peace. Jesus Christ. Grieving his shutout. So judgmental. This yeah. November right. game. He did. Like, yeah. The most meaningless game for the most meaningless team. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but you know what? He's pa- he's got the passion. He's got the passion. He feels. And look at that. He came back. What are you complaining about? He came back and he won the fucking game. He didn't give up a single goal. He was so devastated. He came back with a vengeance. Fine, maybe that works for him. Honestly, yeah. Maybe lying on his back for 10 seconds after giving him a goal works for Mackenzie Black. You just complimented him, and then two minutes later, you're talking about how uh, he doesn't have the, the heart. He's uh, complaining what too much. What did I say he didn't have the heart? I'm just like, I just said, get up. Okay. That's what I said. I just sure, said, get up. Sure. All right. We're old man head coach vibes from you. Get, get up. Yeah. Stop lying down. Have some heart, yeah. Mackenzie. Pick yourself up. Pick yourself up. Don't get down on yourself. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, Sharks, mm-hmm. you know why maybe the Sharks are doing so well now lately? Who? Why? They're new signing Justin Bailey. Ah. Mm-hmm. He did something. He set up a nice goal. He set up the winning goal to Luke Cunning in the slot. I've always liked Justin Bailey. Yeah, he did? Yep. Nice. He was a, I always thought he was a steal in the second round for the Buffalo Sabres in 2013. Mm. He went like 52nd overall or something. I thought he should have gone way earlier in the second round. Never well quite done. panned out for him <laughs> in the NHL. But right. he's always been a good AHLer. Okay. And in this game, he looks like a good NHLer on this play. Maybe this is finally the time for him to shine with the Sharks. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, there's a team to do it, to carve out a role that's devoid of talent. It's this one. It certainly um, is. And yeah, shout out to Joel Edmondson, who, was, uh, who left Luke Cunning wide open on that goal. Um, and uh, yeah, cheated over to Justin Bailey's side, did not challenge him for the puck whatsoever, mm-hmm. and caught guarding fucking grass, as Joel Edmondson's won't to do. And uh, you I say mean, won't? Yeah, as he's as he's prone to do. You as know? he's wants to do. Want is that what they say? W O N T is yeah. want. Interesting. I always thought. Sure, I believe you. Mm. All right, correction to me. And yeah, I want to shout out shout out Joel Edmondson for that first goal too. He was just beat off the rush by fucking Nikito Kutiuk. Yep. Of you all know, people. I, defenseman, how, how, what are you doing? What are, what are you doing getting beat up by this guy? Anyways, um, so that, that's it. They they couldn't really muster much much. You know, Dunstrom had a nice chance late, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the end of the game. You lose 2-1 in regulation. Jesus Christ. Embarrassing. Could not... I mean, they were the better team, I thought. But, uh, you know... You, Everyone is against the Sharks. Exactly. And you just didn't play well enough to to overcome, you know, some good goaltending. So that's just not good enough against the Sharks. Yeah, this team, over the course of the week, I'm still I'm mystified as to how they seem to have such a good start to the year. Um, they did not look like a playoff team whatsoever. If they continue to play like that, uh, I would agree with you. They will be... Dropping out of a playoff spot before too long. Yeah, they're cooked. They're cooked. Um, there's there's nothing that indicates that this team will pick it up. Their underlings are horrid. They have the what the lowest expected goals rate of five on five. The worst power play in the league. This team is not. It's not a playoff team. That's not so, playoff caliber stats. So if we ask the age old question: contender or pretender? Oh, absolute pretender. We can answer that they are going to be contending for the draft lottery. Yeah, okay, maybe not that much. You know, they've they've they've, <laughs> they've, they've amassed <laughs> enough points to yeah. get away from that. Uh, this is are, bubble team. This is firmly bubble. I have always hated contender or pretender <laughs> because it's not like a good like a team that is winning games and but is not that good is pretending. Right. You know. Well, sure, they're masquerading as a good team. You know, like a yeah. We're like, oh, we're tricking everyone. Sure. You know, the bottom's about to fall out. Yeah, yeah I, I don't object to this this contender pretender bit. We need a new rhyme. Do we? Yeah. Okay. All right. What is it? Uh, we need. Uh, I don't know. Um, what's brainstorm. Because what, what, what actually is a no? But they're not faking. That's the thing. I know. What, what's a word joke. for a team? Yeah. That is before a contender or bender. 
Oh, there we go. Love that. About Capital, they're, yes. they're on a bender. That's incredible. Thank you. Hats off to that one. All right. Jeez. It was worth it. I knew there was something there. You killed it. There you go. All right. This team is firmly on a bender. Yeah, this team is a and bender. Actually, no, they're not. Actually, they think the bottom is about to fall out. Yeah, bender seems to be over. But they were on a bender, so you know, contender a bender. The answer was bender. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm quite confident in this, and this makes me feel much better about having uh, Pittsburgh and New York, um, as as teams that I think the Islanders I'm referring to, um, as teams that I think deserve to make the playoffs. Yeah, what's up with your Islanders infatuation all um, of a sudden? You know, it's the it's the Ilias Roken effect. Having him on my fantasy team sure helps the cause, I gotta say. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about it, honestly. Uh, I just want them to, to have success. And after we watched them that one week, I was convinced that they generate enough offense to be a playoff contender. Not a contender. Not a bender. Just a firmly mediocre playoff, playoff team. team. Um, and I think they belong there. So that's why I can I can put my support behind them. You know, we love a good underdog story. And I want this take to be correct. Them and the Penguins. And you know what? Since, we, since we've talked, they've been performing well. The Penguins? No, the Islanders. Islanders? Yeah. Have they? Yeah. They're 8, 6, and 6. Great. Which means 8 and 12. Yeah. Above Batman 500. Yeah, man, I love it that an 8 and 12 team is above a 10 and 10 team in the standings. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Why wouldn't you? You know, this is, this is the same... Ish vibe. They're they're close to the to the lightning in terms of points percentage. So man, Washington is still second in the Metro. Yeah, it's ridiculous, honestly. But you know, Islanders are ahead of the Flyers now, and uh, if the the Capitals keep falling out like this, I'll pass them. They pass the Lightning for a wild card spot. I'm feeling awfully happy. I gotta say. How are you feeling about the Devils, who are seventh in the Metro, at Batman 500? Yeah, that's a that's a yikes. Um, it is a yikes. That is a yikes. We, some investigation needs to be done there. I think they've they've suffered from the injuries that they've, they've kind of derailed the beginning of their season. You know, Hughes is out for a while. Hisher's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. Both of them are healthy now, so you know maybe they'll, they'll come back to form. And uh, yeah, first and foremost, neither of their goaltenders have been good at all. So uh, Vanacek and Schmid, you know, uh, the old let's ride the hot hand doesn't work out when you have two shit goalies. Um, and uh, you know, both of them have been sub nine hundred. So that'll. And see. you picked up Vanacek for your fantasy team. I did. You know, that is a regression candidate if I've ever seen one. This whole team is a regression candidate if I've ever seen one. You know, strong, talented team. Underperforms to begin the season due to injuries and, you know, the random luck of the draw that is goaltending. Yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll come around. I'm, I'm quite confident in this. All right. How about the Rangers who are currently first in the entire NHL? As in, do we want to watch them or what do I think about them? What do you think about them? I don't know enough, but it seems like they're a wagon. I'm not going to say they're a fraud, you know? Should we watch them? Okay, sure. Let's let's do it. See if they. Are I feel fraud. like it's been a minute since we've watched a bona fide. What was the last team? Boston last team though, or the Vegas? We have done Vegas. Yeah. Um, well, we had a bunch we wanted to do like recently, but they all were all playing some weird amount of games. Yeah. Remember who they were? Nope. I do not. Oh well. I'm happy to do the Rangers if the schedule works out. I'm just gonna look into that. Yeah, just taking a look at the schedule right now. Uh, okay. Oh God, the NHL app. Anyway, they yeah, play three games. What? Three games they've got. I see four. You see if we're counting tonight's. Oh, I don't think I was. Go ahead. So should we pick? No, what? what they're not playing tonight. Oh, were we going to do the Flyers? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, the, oh, yeah. I thought today was Wednesday. Yeah, they're doing. Okay, three games. Rangers. All right. Rangers. They're playing. Kind of a piss poor slate, though. <laughs> Detroit, Nashville, San Jose. <laughs> we can watch them wreck shop. Sure. Okay. All right. I'm done. Happy to watch my UC Saros acquisition, fantasy-wise, you know? Yeah. Kick ass. 
against the Rangers. Yeah, you know it. All right. So it's Rangers week. Sure is. Fuck, it's going to be painful. I hope they lose. I hope they lose every single fucking game. I'll lose to the Sharks, you know, even though that kind of tanks the 40-point pace. I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm not. You're not. You're cheering for the Rangers in that game. Yeah, go, uh, uh, yeah. Nice. I hope the Sharks lose. Okay. On every occasion. Fair enough. All right. Cool. Any, any final things? No. Nothing. That has been a quick episode. Yeah. But kind of had to be. Expeditious. Yep. Well, thanks for listening to Fusion this week. We will be be back next week on December 5th, I suppose. 2023 is beginning to close. 2024, nobody knows. Hey, there it is. A triplet. Lovely. A triplet. You know, three-line poem. Is that what they fucking call it? That was two lines. Coming to a close, I suppose, no one knows. When did I say I suppose? I said 20... Oh, yeah, I, I said next... It will be December 5th, I suppose. Yeah. That didn't even occur to me. Wow. <laughs> that part was unintentional. <laughs> wow, okay. So three lines is awkward. We need... All right, we need a fourth. All right, here we... So let's start... All right, from the top. Okay. Next week will be December 5th, I suppose. 2023 is coming to a close. 2024, nobody knows. Bring it home, I say. What should I say for this line? Anything goes. Hey. <laughs> There's your poem to end the, the the episode of the Fusion and Hockey Podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, you know, don't forget to hit subscribe, leave a comment, leave a five star review if you please. Uh, and uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram at Fusion and Hockey Podcast. You can see the meme. You can vote for the polls that we talk about. And uh, yeah, tell all your friends about this podcast. You know, got to always expand that listener base. You know, maybe one day. We'll get financial backing out of this. <laughs> it's good to dream. Anyways, that's all for us. And I hope upon you, the world glows. The end. <laughs>